the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. There should be things about our life that are distinctly Christian in the way that we live, and the way that we treat each other, so the way that we love, the way that we serve each other, the way that we, uh, our, our marriages, our families, the kind of employee that you are. There's things that, about us that should just be distinct as a witness to the world. And here, Israel, they've, they've just lost their witness. They're just like the world. There's no difference between them and the other nations. The saying goes that you shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but sometimes those covers can tell you a lot about the book. In today's study, you'll find that the Israelites had given up what made them distinct from the cultures around them. They stopped following God and worshipped idols. They even started dressing in the same styles as their neighbors. Pastor Dan urges you to stay alert so that you don't start looking and acting like everyone else because you've lost sight of who you are because of Christ. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Zephaniah chapter 1 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. they still identify as followers of Yahweh. But they're not really following him. They've not sought the Lord. They've not inquired of the Lord. And, and you, you can know that they have not sought the Lord or inquired of the Lord because they are practicing things that the Lord condemns in his word. If they sought the Lord, the Lord would have never told them he approves of these things. God would have, if they just sought the Lord in his word, they would know You can't worship God and Molech at the same time. Or you can't worship God and Baal at the same time. It's in his word. And so it's clear that they have not inquired of the Lord because of what they're doing. Look at what he says in verse 7. Be silent in the presence of the Lord God. Be quiet. (laughs) For the day of the Lord is at hand. For the Lord has prepared a sacrifice And he has invited his guests. The sacrifice that God has prepared is Judah and Jerusalem. Uh, If you remember the book of Revelation, he talks about preparing a sacrifice and inviting the birds of the air, the, the vultures to come and feed on his sacrifice. And here he's he's prepared a sacrifice, the people of Judah and Jerusalem. And he says to them, be silent, be quiet. There's no excuse they can make for their sins. There's no defense they can give. There's no argument they can make. They're guilty before God. And God has given them plenty of time to repent of their sins and turn back to him. But they've refused over and over and over and over. So there is nothing that they can say at this point to change the outcome. They're beyond that now. 
And so he says, just be quiet. Just stop talking. And it shall be in the day of the Lord's sacrifice that I will punish the princes and the king's children and all such as are clothed with foreign apparel. Isn't that interesting? They wore foreign apparel to try to dress like the people in the nations around them. The pagan nations. In particular, worshipers of Baal would wear special garments when they would go to worship Baal. You know, kind of like your Sunday bests, right? You would have certain clothing that you would wear to worship Baal. The people of Judah wore those same garments. They outwardly tried to appear like the pagans. They outwardly dressed like them. There was nothing outwardly that identified them as followers of Yahweh. They dressed like and looked like and behaved like followers of Baal. And I think for us, the Bible says we're to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. And to make no provision for the flesh. Uh, In a sense, the way that we look, the way that we talk, the way that we behave, the way that we walk should make us easy to identify as followers of Jesus Christ. People should be able to look at your life and look at my life and my behavior and your behavior and say, you're a Christian, aren't you? I can tell by the way you talk. I can tell by the, the language that you don't use. There's something different about you that is noticeable to others. You can't be a follower of Jesus Christ and a friend of the world, the Bible says. We don't want to blend in with the world. We don't want to, you know, fit in with the world. God forbid that anyone would ever be surprised to learn that you're a Christian. And and here are the people of Judah. They, They were trying to look like the pagans, the heathens. They wanted to be like them. They wanted to fit in and blend in with the pagans. Verse 9. In the same day, I will punish all those who leap over the threshold. Who fill their master's houses with violence and and deceit. Again, the the pagans. who, Who lived in the lands around the land of Israel. They believed that evil spirits congregated at the door of your home. And if you stepped on the threshold, you gave those evil spirits access into your home. And so they would leap over the threshold, you know, kind of like stepping on a crack and break your mama's back kind of thing, I guess. But it was superstitious. The Assyrians even buried objects under their threshold that they thought would Keep the evil spirits away. The people of God have adopted practices of the people who don't know God. We don't want to adopt the practices of the world. We don't don't want to adopt the thinking of the world or the non-believer who doesn't know the Lord, who doesn't have the mind of Christ, who doesn't have the spirit of God. We, we don't want to look to a lost world for guidance. 
You know, God put the people of Israel, if you think about the geography of the Middle East, I know you have this picture in your mind, but if you think about the geography of the Middle East, God put the people of Israel, his people, right in the middle of everything in the Middle East. He put his people at the biggest intersection in the Middle East. It's the land between the continents, Europe, Asia, Africa. It's the land between all of the great ancient empires, Babylon, Assyria, the Egyptians, the Hittites, like all of they're right in the middle of that. I think sometimes when we think of, of the land of Israel, we think that God has, you know, has put his people out in the middle of nowhere. But no, he actually put them at the busiest intersection in the ancient world. Now, why did he do that? So that they could be a witness to the world for the true and living God. That was the purpose. But over time, the people of Israel became more like the nations they were supposed to be influencing. They lost their witness. They compromised. And they became like all the nations around them. And Jesus says to us, his disciples, that we are to be salt and light. And in the Greek, it's emphatic. You are the only salt that God has put in this world, Christians. Christians are the only light that God has left in this world. And we're here to be a witness to the world for the true and living God, Jesus Christ. But if we become like the world, Jesus said, if we lose our saltiness, What good are we for? If we hide our light, we're no longer a witness in this world for Jesus Christ. And that's exactly what happened to Israel. They lost their saltiness. They were no longer a light. They even dressed like the pagans. There was nothing about them that was distinct anymore. They they lost their distinctiveness. You know, there should be things about us that are distinctly Christian. There should be things from this pulpit that should be distinctly Christian. That you you can't get at the public library or at a community center. There should be things about our life that are distinctly Christian in the way that we live. And the way that we treat each other, the way that we love, the way that we serve each other, the way that we, uh, our, our marriages, our families, the kind of employee that you are. There's things that about us that should just be distinct as a witness to the world. And here in Israel, they, they've just lost their witness. They're just like the world. There's no difference between them and the other nations. Verse 10 says, And there shall be on that day, says the Lord, the sound of a mournful cry from the fish gate. Because of the smell, probably, right? No, I'm just kidding. A wailing from the second quarter and a loud crashing from the hills. Now, the the fish gate was on the northern side of the city of Jerusalem. And it was called the fish gate because fishermen from the Sea of Galilee would bring their catch down to Jerusalem and they would enter into the city of Jerusalem through the fish gate to sell their fish in Jerusalem. Today, the fish gate uh, would be kind of near where the Damascus gate is located in Jerusalem. It's not, the fish gate's not there anymore, but it was near where the Damascus gate is today. 
And the Babylonians, when they attack the city of Jerusalem, they're going to attack from that northern side of the city, from the side that the fish gate was located on. And so there will be the sound of a mournful cry from the fish gate and a wailing from the second quarter. Your translation might say from the new quarter. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth radio ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. Now, after the Assyrians conquered the northern kingdom, the Assyrian army came down into Judah, invaded Judah, And the Assyrians began to systematically conquer the cities in Judah. And they conquered 46 cities and destroyed them in the southern kingdom of Judah, leaving only the city of Jerusalem, the capital city, left. Uh, And the invasion of the Assyrians into Judah caused many of the people in Judah to flee to Jerusalem. So in Jerusalem, they had a refugee crisis. Much like what you see happening in the Ukraine with so many people fleeing out of Ukraine, trying to escape the war. The people of Judah all fled to the city of Jerusalem. And this was in the time of King Hezekiah. And so what King Hezekiah did is kind of in a panic, he began to tear down houses and use the bricks from those houses to build a wall. To kind of enclose a new new section For all of these refugees that were now there in in Jerusalem and to kind of shore up the city in anticipation of the Assyrian attack. That's the new quarter, the second quarter that's referred to here. It's that new section that Hezekiah built uh, for all these refugees that came into the city. Hezekiah also dug a tunnel to Gihon Springs because the, the spring of Gihon was outside the city wall They were concerned that the Assyrians would cut off their water source in the city. So he had men dig a tunnel under the city out to the spring to bring water into the city. Uh, The tunnel, if I remember correctly, it's like 538 yards long. Uh, It goes under the city and and it's known as Hezekiah's tunnel today. Verse 11 here. He says, well, you inhabitants of Maktesh. For all the merchant people are cut down. All those who handle money are cut off. Maktesh was the market district of of Jerusalem. And when the Babylonians come, the city's going to be destroyed. The market's going to be destroyed. You know, the economy's going to collapse. Business will be wiped out as part of God's judgment. And it shall come to pass at that time that I will search Jerusalem with lamps and punish the men who are settled in complacency, who say in their heart, the Lord will not do good, nor will he do evil. The people of God had become complacent 
toward God. They believed in their hearts that that God was was not going to do anything to them because of their sin. God's not going to judge our nation. We're not in danger. We're not living in the last days. God's not going to judge our sin. It's okay if we do this. It's okay if we engage in that behavior. Nothing will happen to us. This was the attitude of many in the last days of Jerusalem. And as you know, this is the attitude of many today. I'm I'm never going to be held accountable for what I'm doing. There's never going to be a consequence or or a judgment that I might face. And look at what God says. God says he's going to search Jerusalem with a lamp to punish those who have settled into complacency toward God and complacency toward their sin. He's going to root them out and no one will escape his judgment. Verse 13, therefore their goods shall become booty or spoil and their houses a desolation Look what it says now. They shall build houses, but not inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards, but not drink their wine. The, the fact that they built houses and planted vineyards shows they did not believe God's judgment was coming. They, they just went on in their complacency, living life as normal, continuing in compromise, continuing in immorality. Until the Babylonians were outside the gate. And they were shocked. But God had been warning them for years and years and years through the prophets. This is what would happen. They were complacent. Ah, That's never going to happen. We'll we'll never see a tribulation. Right? You know, in Matthew chapter 24, Jesus said, But as the days of Noah were, so also will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and did not know until the flood came and took them all away. So also will the coming of the son of man be. Jesus tells us there when he comes back to judge the earth, that people will be complacent. Just kind of going on with life as normal. Just like in the days of Noah, where people were eating and drinking, marrying, giving in marriage, that the just complacent. Nothing's ever going to happen. Nothing's ever going to change. We're never going to be held accountable. Going on with life. And people will be surprised with the coming of the son of man. Look what he says in verse 14. The great day of the Lord is near. It is near and hastens quickly. The noise of the day of the Lord is bitter. There the mighty men shall cry out. You know, the mighty men of the nation. So we're not talking about the wimps here. The mighty men will be crying out in the day of the Lord. Look how he describes the day of the Lord here. Again, he's looking ahead to the end of the age, to the tribulation period. Ultimately, that day is a day of wrath. It's a day of trouble. It's a day of distress, a day of devastation and desolation, a day of darkness and gloominess, a day of clouds and thick cloud, thick darkness, a day of trumpet and alarm against the fortified cities and against the high towers. I will bring distress upon men and they shall walk like blind men. Here's why. Because they have sinned against the Lord. Their blood shall be poured out like dust and their flesh like 
refuse, like, like garbage. He, he says here in verse 17 that the day of the Lord will bring distress upon men. In Luke 21, Jesus describes the tribulation as a time of distress upon the nations. All the nations of the world. He says they, they, they shall walk like blind men. The leaders of the world will not know what to do. They'll just grope around like blind men, not having any idea what to do to fix the world's problems. Can you imagine? World leaders who seem to have no idea what to do to fix the world's problems. The Bible says this is what will happen in the last days. And there'll be distressing times for nations. There'll be a vacuum of leadership in the world. And it'll set the stage for one world leader to come on the scene who seems to have the answers to solve all the problems that are plaguing the world. The Bible calls that leader the Antichrist. The Bible tells us this world leader, the Antichrist, will consolidate power into one government. And everybody will look to him to solve the world's problems. And we can see the pieces coming together in the world today, can't we? Stage being set. Look at verse 18. Neither their silver nor their gold shall be able to deliver them in the day of the Lord's wrath. You're not going to be able to buy your way out of this. Doesn't matter how much money you have. But the whole land shall be devoured by the fire of his jealousy. He's a jealous God. For he will make speedy riddance of all those who dwell in the land. The only way to escape the day of the Lord is to put your faith in Jesus Christ and his death on the cross for your sins and his resurrection. Jesus is the only way of escape that God has provided. First Thessalonians 5, 9 says that God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. He's the only way of salvation that God has given us. There's a day coming. The day of the Lord. We're in the day of man now. But the day of the Lord is coming. When God will say enough is enough. And he's going to intervene in the affairs of mankind. And he's going to take back control of this world. And he's going to pour out his wrath on this world. And then he's going to return. And he's going to establish his kingdom on this earth. And rule as king of kings and lord of lords. And the government will be upon his shoulder. Not his shoulders. His shoulder. Because he's that powerful. And Lord we thank you. We thank you Jesus for the promise that you're coming back one day. We thank you Lord that you have provided a way of escape for us. That you haven't appointed us to wrath. You haven't appointed us to these things that will come upon the earth, Lord, but you have provided the way of escape for us through your death and resurrection. We thank you for that, Lord. We thank you also that your word helps us to understand the world that we live in and the things that are happening. And we're grateful, Lord, that you're in control. We're grateful, Lord, that things are falling into place according to your plans. Lord, help us to keep our eyes fixed upon you and not the things of this earth. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal.
Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Zephaniah, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. As you listen through this series, we encourage you to read on your own as well. God's Word can speak to you in a variety of ways, and it can reach you in a personal way too. Are you learning and growing through this study in Zephaniah? If you'd like to hear more messages from this series, visit our website, calvaryec.com. You can also subscribe to the Ring of Truth podcast. It's a great way to keep connected to the teaching of Scripture. We'll notify you each time we upload a new episode. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast on our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. While you're visiting our website, you might be interested in learning more about the church that supports this ministry, Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. You can even come join us this weekend for worship and Bible study. Once again, visit calvaryec.com for details. You'll also notice a tab for giving and a tab for serving opportunities. Make sure to check those out and think about being a part of this ministry and the church as a whole. If you have questions, give us a call at 410-491-4592. The number again is 410-491-4592. Thanks for listening today to Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.